we are, we are still fighting for it. Um, a lot of the, the vapors industry in Malaysia is fighting for it, not to be prohibited because, like what I said just now, it won't work. People will find ways to to leak um, legal stuff, legal vape or legal smoke, um, counterfeit products and stuff like that. Hello, world! Welcome to the Vaping Unplugged podcast. Everything you need to know about vaping and tobacco harm reduction. Dear Vapers, my name is Lisa. I'm Community Manager of the World Vapers Alliance. And today you're listening to the podcast Vaping Unplugged. You can listen to your podcast on YouTube, Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you already know that we are discussing vaping um, worldwide. And today we'll be talking about the policies in Malaysia, uh, challenges for vapors and what is to be expected. And we have invited a very special guest from Malaysian Vapors Alliance, Hyril Azizi. Hyril, thank you very much for uh, joining us today and for your time. Yeah, well, thank you for inviting me for this, to this podcast. <laughs> Absolutely, it's a great pleasure. So, okay, before we start and dive into the discussion about the policies and what is going on in Malaysia, can you tell our listeners a little bit about how you became Vapor and what is your vaping journey? Maybe from Vapor to being Vape Advocate too. Okay. All right. <clears throat> so um, I think this one, let me just, um, you introduced myself earlier. And then, yes, um, I am the president of Malaysian Vapors Alliance. And then I used to be a smoker, former smoker. And then now I am a full-time Vapor. <laughs> okay, all right. <clears throat> so my journey from smoking into vaping, right? So I started my, uh, I started smoking back in my university days, which was around thirteen to fourteen years ago, which um, that was quite a while, uh, and then that was when I got peer pressured by my friends into smoking. And then basically to to use smoking to 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 use smoking to kill time and also to kill my boredom as well. <clears throat> but eventually, right, that um, habit sticks, and then I can say that I am addicted to smoking, um, which I I felt kind of wrong if I don't have my smoking break in time or. When I don't have, when I don't smoke for more than twelve hours or four hours even, so I feel kind of like oh, there's something wrong with me, and then <clears throat> that is when I know that this is addiction because I need to smoke even after after meal, toilet breaks, or even even during sports. Right? It it, it doesn't sound right, but yeah, I need I need to smoke even during sports. <clears throat> So um, after sometimes I f I feel that I need to quit smoking because this this doesn't feel right. I I tried I tried many ways <clears throat> to quit smoking. I tried cold turkey twice. I tried um, snacking, change my smoking habit to sm snacking various times, but eventually I I go back to smoking, and the transition. <clears throat> The transition from smoking to vaping started when I was introduced. I was quite lucky to be introduced to vape by a friend of mine. Um, 
but at first I was quite skeptical about it as well because I know it's just like for me, for me myself, that time I feel that smoking is just the same as vape. So yeah, I was skeptical, and then but still I give it a try and. Uh, I realized that I like it. I like I like it better than uh, cigarettes because of um, because of the flavor and also because of the smell. There's no smells lingering around after you smoke, after you vape, yeah, not smoke after you vape. So <clears throat> I started substituting um, cigarettes and also vape. I I, I took it alternate uh, alternately. And then eventually I managed to quit smoking. And then now I am a full vapor with um, no more, no more urge to, to smoke cigarettes. Yeah. That's great. Um, thank you so much for sharing your story with us today. Uh, and very cool t-shirt, by the way, before I move <laughs> on to the question. So uh, let's move on to Malaysia. Vaping is legal in Malaysia. In April 2023, the Malaysian Health Minister announced that the country would exempt nicotine, just an e-liquid, from Poisons Act. And instead of that, the ministry said that they will be implementing the tax on vaping, if I understand that correctly. So could you elaborate on cu current legislative background more in detail for our listeners? What is the situation at the moment? <clears throat> Okay, yes, um, recently the nicotine was exempted from the Poison Act uh, and vape tax has been set at RM40 cent per milliliter of uh, the vape liquid as well. Uh, but I think the, 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 the taxation framework is actually good because um, it is a step forward towards regulations uh, <clears throat> to its regulation for the vape industry because before this we in a way we don't have like regulations uh, and yeah basically we don't have regulations uh, so this has been this has creates a new revenue stream for the government as well so it's it is actually a good thing that we start now um, and what do you think, because because of the fact that vaping practically got legalized in Malaysia, what do you think caused the shift of mindset or thinking for policymakers in Malaysia? Was there was there a reason for it? Uh, the reason, oh, sorry, the reason for it, I think, yeah, because they see that um, if let's say we we tax we tax the vape industry, and then that is the new revenue stream from for the government. So I think. They are looking at that, and then the the voices of vapors also, yeah. Okay, so last year I remember we were talking about the DG in Malaysia. Um, it's like twenty twenty two control of tobacco product and smoking bill, which was put on hold, and it also included this so called GG, which is generation end game provision. And if I'm not mistaken, that would mean that anyone who was born after 2005 would be prohibited from consuming nicotine uh, products, right? So what's the current status of the bill? Is it still on hold? Should we expect any further um, developments on, on the bill? <clears throat> okay. Then Recently, there is um, some development of it because as of right now, the control of smoking products 
for Public Health Bill 2023, which has the GEG, uh, as you mentioned, um, uh, which, as you mentioned just now, uh, is being reviewed in the health. Um, hold on, let me see. Uh, health uh, Parliamentary Special Select Committee, PSSE. Yes. Uh, so it is being reviewed by the Health Parliamentary Special Select Committee, PSSE, after it was tabled for the first reading in early June, uh, this, this June, with the objective to further examine and to refine the, the current bill. Okay. And then MVA is the opinion, uh, is of opinion that regulation is very much necessary, but prohibition will not work. Yeah. Um, do you think uh, that prohibition is expected anymore since it's already legal right now? Do you think that's something that vapor should expect in Malaysia? Uh, because because we are, we are still fighting for it. Um, a lot of the, the vapors industry in Malaysia is fighting for it not to be prohibited because like what I said just now, it won't work. People will find ways to, to leak um, legal stuff legal vape or legal smoke um, counterfeit products and stuff like that yeah um, so when I was reading about this newest updates about uh, the situation in Malaysia that vaping got legal and that um, I, I saw that there were a lot of anti-vaping voices that thought that this decision was quite controversial so is this accurate um, uh, and uh, why do you think uh, uh, this is happening, what are the most common misconceptions then? Because I assume if there are anti-vaping voices, um, there might be some of the myths as well that people believe in, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes, yes, you are correct because there are many parties here that want vape to be prohibited or even banned. Uh, just like how they, they wanted to do the GEG as well. So, but they, they have like various reasons for it as well so one of the reason um they said it will increase smoking among youth this is why we really need the regulations to be in place and then number two is uh, the health issue where but this one right they ignore the fact of uh, tobacco harm reductions as well because there the there's a lot of facts about tobacco harm reduction and then um they said that it will attract new smokers as well but this is where the education is very important uh so for for vape it's like only smokers vape so the education is very very important and then mva has always advocated for the need of regulation for better pro, pro, for <clears throat> sorry MVA has always uh, advocated uh, for the need of regulation to better protect the vape users. Yeah, the vape users that uh, currently in Malaysia, we have about 1 million um, vape users. And then regulation will ensure that they are, the, 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 the vape users have access to the product, uh, to, to the product of known uh, quality and standards. And then education, of harm reduction is also important 
to ensure vape is being used as an alternative to smoking? Um, and with this, I want to move on to my next question because I know that MVA is putting a lot of efforts to uh, advocate for vaping, but also educate consumers about harm reduction. And I know that you're planning a vape bus tour across Malaysia. So what's the main aim of the vape bus tour and when it will be happening? Tell us more about that. Okay. <clears throat> so, um, yes, we have been planning for the tour for quite a while now. It has been pushed because of uh, various reasons as well. And then finally, it will happen here uh, for Malaysian Vapors Alliance in 15 July, this coming July. Um, I think in about 17 days. Yeah. So we are currently hitting over 50 um, shops nationwide. And then that this tour, in, in this tour, we would want to have two things. One is to debunk common vaping myth. Another one is to create awareness of the importance of regulations as well. But then the, the key feature of this tour, we uh, we have the, the consumer survey that we will roll out during the tour as well, which we want to focus on the consumer perceptions on vape regulations. And out of this tour, hopefully, and I, we basically not hopefully, we aim to garner over 500 uh, responses from the survey. So that is our aim and hopefully we can, we can achieve that because there are, like what I mentioned earlier, there are like 1 million vapors in Malaysia. We want to tap into that. <laughs> well, you have mentioned the survey. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? What will the survey be about? Uh, so yeah, it it mostly about the perceptions of the regulations and also what they think about vaping. So uh, the, the the question will be will be on the regulations whether they they want to be regulated, they want the vape industry to be regulated. How about tax and stuff like that? So basically, the the question will be mostly on the regulations. That's cool. As far as I understand, you will be asking vapers what do they think about potential restrictions on vaping and how do they think it should be happening. Um, and I want to ask you a follow-up question because it's very unique that vaping, um, practically policymakers in Malaysia embrace vaping, but you said that they realized that, that it's a good um, income for the government. But do you think mm -hmm. they also a shift in mindset? Do you think they want to endorse harm reduction strategies? Or is this something that MVA and local vaping community should be working on? So, uh, yeah, it's to comment on the, the government situation is quite hard also because we uh, as the industry and then uh, as MVA as well, uh, as a consumer, would, we, we are fighting for it to... to to be to be regulated, and then uh, as you as you mentioned earlier, we hope that the government will turn this over, and then to see that the potential of revenue, the new revenue that they will gain from taxing the the industry, and then in a way make it legal for for the vape users. And uh, last but not least, I want uh, to ask you, as someone who is a vapor advocate in Malaysia, what would be your message to the vaping community worldwide? What, is, what do you think is important to 
uh, defend vaping and stand for our rights to vape? Uh, I think uh, for myself, for myself, um, as the advo uh, advocacy organizations as well, uh, we'll have to say that if you're a smoker, switch to vape because it is less harmful. And then if you don't smoke, don't start. If you don't vape, don't start, yeah. Thank you, Hario. From my side, I would like to also ask vapers to share their personal stories like Hario did in the beginning of our podcast, because I think it's very important. Uh, and we always say that, um, and we want more and more vapers to share their experience with us. Uh, that was my last question. So thank you very much, Hario, for making it to our podcast episode today and for talking about the situation in Malaysia. It was a pleasure for us. Yeah, it was a pleasure for me. Thanks, Lisa, uh, for inviting me to this podcast as well. Absolutely. And good luck with the Vape Buster. We'll be hearing more about that probably. And I want to encourage our listeners and whoever is watching to follow <coughs> MBA and to follow your activities too. Yep, yep. I'll definitely share a lot of pictures and videos to you as well. Excited and looking forward. So Thank you. that's a lot, everyone who watched us today and don't forget to sign up for the World Vapors Alliance if you haven't done so. And obviously also um, follow the Malaysian Vapors Alliance and check out their activities on social media um, and stay tuned for the next episode. Thank you and see you soon.